And welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast, where we talk faith, culture, and everything in between. I have in studio this fine morning, Mrs. Katie Sass. Hey! <laughs> and also the one and only Pastor Joseph Aiken, and I am so glad you are here. I'm glad to be here. All right, so we're really, we had a lot of questions from Sunday that we're still sort of wading through, and I really want to follow up with some of the questions we talked about on Tuesday, which was... Um, where we really had a talk about the vulnerability between spouses, you know, confessing one another. Katie, you had some insight on that. You had a scripture you were going to share, it, and then you never shared it. I know. Well, we got so caught up in other discussions, and I didn't want to stop the flow, you okay. know? Yeah, that was nice of you. All right, so I'll just, uh, this is Second Corinthians 4, verse 16. Uh, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And I know this this can probably be applied to so many things, mm. but I think of the beauty and vulnerability, how initially it's really hard. Right. Uh, initially, you're you're scared, you're nervous to, to share something really deep and secretive and shameful. Um, but like the the affliction that you're facing in that moment of fear does not compare to the beauty that comes after. Right. And I think that's that is the that's what ought to be. And I think the struggle for a lot of the marriages that at mm-hmm. least I've been counseling people through is what is. Yeah. Is that a person isn't thinking along those lines. They're thinking it's not fair. How come mm-hmm. he gets to? How come she gets to? Yeah. And uh, what do you think is like the I don't know is it how do we get from what is uh, a filtered marriage that's painful to what ought to be naked and ashamed. What do you, uh, what's the directional course of action that someone would take to get there? You just choose to not be filtered. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I love the way you say. It. I I think that's true. I think that's true. But you're either going to be honest or you're not. Or, or I mean, because you can be honest and just not share stuff. Yeah. That. I mean, that's honest. I mean. I guess vocally that's not honest, but internally that's right. not honest. Yeah, and I think we we shared last time like that. Really, vulnerability brings out vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like yeah. it, that for some people, where it's like, I don't want to because if I do, then they will. You know, that it's a real fear of rejection, a real fear of like this is actually going to cause more damage than good. <sighs> Part of it is you just be like I said, you just be honest, be vulnerable. That's an aspect, but you have to say in your mind, say in your mind that, hey, I want to be intentional about being open to you. Mm. And regardless if you're open to me mm. and understand that there may be, you may not get it reciprocated in the amount or the the, the spouse may not go in right. the same depth as you'll go. And, and what happens when she doesn't? What happens when he doesn't? Do I keep sharing? Mm. Uh, or when does it become oversharing? Is mm. it oversharing mm. with your spouse when it when it comes to those things? Mm. And so, I do believe that there's that aspect of it. But you you have to say, hey, I'm going to do this. I will be intentional about being vulnerable to my wife because this is what God called me to do. And I mean, you read scripture mm-hmm. uh, where, hey, we may be talking about heaven, but the prin- principle of it is that mm-hmm. if I let go of this thing that I'm that's burdening burdening me mm-hmm. like I'm holding on to mm-hmm. that is weighing me down with, in regards to my relationship with my spouse if I let this go and I give it to God then I expose myself then I've done my part 
Uh, now, how can we do this as a couple? You talk about praying with your husband mm-hmm. kind of daily. There are things you can put into practice, disciplines you can put into practice mm-hmm. that when you make them disciplines, mm-hmm. then th- there's no way you can interact interact with God's word, interact with God, and not come out changed. Yeah, right. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's let's move from that question. I think we we got that one pretty much fulfilled from last time to this time. Any other thoughts on that though? No, I mean not that come to mind right now okay so the next question was i understand shame can impact your relationship but is it wrong to take pride in your marriage which for me i, I thought that was a pretty simplistic one of like no of course you can take pride in your marriage but um and, it, and I, it's, I like the way he or she or this person juxtapose i understand shame can impact your relationship but is it wrong to take pride in your marriage what do you think Yeah, I, I think I've sh- never thought about it that way. Yeah, so I feel like you're allowed. I'm not you're allowed. There's there's two types of pride, right? I feel like there's a pride that's like, look at me, I'm awesome, and mm-hmm. the pride of like, here's something that I've worked hard in, that I've achieved, and I've done something really good. This is something that is a work of my life that you can take pride in. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's an okay thing, but it, yeah. it's not necessarily something that you're gonna worship, right? I mean, like that's the, always the the scary part. Have y'all heard that Kane Brown song? Which one? Called uh, "Worship You." No. Oh my gosh, it's terrible theology, <laughs> but it's so good. Like it's so well, really anything Kane Brown sings. I don't Have know y'all, who that is. y'all. I I am like. No. Do you not listen to country music? I do, but it's been a while. She's talking about me. No, I do not. Oh well, you're missing out. So other than Cody Sparks, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's Texas country, whole different genre. Different genre. <laughs> well, no, he's basically talking about his wife. In the in <laughs> like using theology for God, yeah, like oh I want to if you were religion I would worship you. Oh, yeah. So, but anyways, that's just what I thought of when you said worship your marriage. But no, I I don't think there's anything wrong with being proud of the work it takes to have a healthy marriage. Yeah, that's good. I kind of agree. Any any other thoughts on that? Joe? No, I mean I I'm with you. I think it's okay. Like I said, there's two different types. I'm not trying to make people feel less than. I just know we've been through a lot yeah. to get to the place that we're at i can take pride in my work i can take pride in my my boys i can take pride in my family i think that's that's a normal mm-hmm. thing okay here's an this is an interesting question if my spouse is thoughtful and buys me something does that mean i have to return the favor because they said so if my spouse is thoughtful and buys me something does that mean i have to return the favor because they said so this is such a loaded question. It's like we just entered into somebody's little argument. Like, I know. We'll get Pastor Plex podcast to answer this I one. I mean, it just sounds conta- contractual. Right. It's, it's transactional. Yeah, it's contractual, transactional. You bet. It, it's saying, like, if I do this, then you do this. Then the person that's demanding that you they buy something for you in return, that's if In that case, why don't you just buy yourself what you want and then be done with the whole process? I mean, I feel like that's kind of what, like, children do. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely a transactional thing right there. I think for me, too, one of the things that I always tell couples is when regardless of what we're going through or they're going through, it's like, hey, you can't love them how you want to be loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like, if you would like gifts, just say, hey, you know, one of my love languages are giving me gifts. Right. I would love. I love when you give me gifts. Now, don't buy me something because you just waiting for me to give you a gift. Because for me, that's not mine. I don't need gifts. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like me serving Ryan and then having the expectation that he's going to serve me in return. And so then if he doesn't in the way that I want him to, then I'm disappointed. Yeah, for sure. Which is wrong. Right. Oh, yeah. So I think we, we got that. I feel like I think that question was, again, I think I felt like that person in the middle of the argument decided to loop us in. And I would love, I would love if it was a live argument. That would okay. If someone wants to argue live on Pastor Plex podcast, oh. that would be a cool show. Because I kind of feel like we you are. Could, you could uh, be like the, you know, the sports cast. Oh, uh, like yeah. you could like comment or be the argument commentary. Oh, that would be really fun. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of these questions. And you know, again, um, yeah, it would be interesting. If, if this if this person brought their spouse on the show, we could probably work through a lot of these issues. So if you're a person out there that wants to work through your issues uh, on Pastor Plex Podcast, we are more than willing and able to help you do Well, maybe just y'all. No, it'd be really great for you to <laughs> be there. You'd be like... And then she picks up the chair. <laughs> She's about to... You know. <laughs> all right. All right, good. All right, hey, I... I on, on this episode, I do want to cover something that has been in the news uh, that is uh, what's going on in the Ukraine. Uh, have you been following that? And you can be honest. It's okay. It, it, there's no judgment. This is like real, real things. What What have you heard? What have you heard about Ukraine and Russia? Um, so I am only on social media once a week. Hey, one day go. a week. Uh, so I actually did not even know that that was happening okay. until yesterday when someone told me. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. So and I had a grainy picture I posted on our Facebook. Yeah, apparently. you did, and I and you didn't tell me that you were posting a picture that you wanted to post a picture. I would have found a much better one. Oh, sorry. But it, you know, it's you know, okay. I, I just was in a moment, and I was like, oh, I can no. help out the team. And and you know, like I told you earlier, it's better to share something than to not share anything at all. Okay. Even if it's grainy, grainy, a grainy picture that you found. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, all right, <laughs> Joseph. Uh, any thoughts on the Ukraine, or any 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 things that you've seen, and or, or just sort of like any any thoughts on that? Uh, nothing I've necessarily seen or read through. That I've just kind of been praying, just praying through it all. I mean, war is never fun pretty. or good or pretty, any of that. And so, I, I personally don't have any thoughts. Just my prayers to the families, yeah. and you just, I mean course social media people are doing lives with them with the bombings and different things like that and you're like man this is hard to know that people are living through this right mm -hmm. now so it's just yeah yeah i do have a little perspective when i was at west point we trained on soviet doctrine mm -hmm. which you know because i was i was at west point in the 90s and soviet doctrine really came out and not came out but it was proliferated in the 80s with the war in afghanistan and yeah. they how anyway it was just intense so it's been fascinating for me to watch they're using old school doctrine of like essentially a war of attrition which usually the soviet union had millions of soldiers and now watching russia do it with hundreds of thousands of soldiers i don't think they're gonna be able to do it i don't think they're gonna be able to take uh ukraine i think they're gonna they're gonna run out of gas or so logistics and supply lines are weak and they're not built the way the soviet union was built and i don't know if um, you know, Putin was a KGB operative back in the day, and so he has, like, dreams of the glory days of Russia. And so I think in his head, this is, we're just going to steamroll these people, but they don't understand that Ukraine has been training for this very thing for, like, 
the past 10 years. They knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. And so you've got an entire resistance built up among the people of the Ukraine. So how does this affect America? Um, well, so this, so several ways. One, we've, we've, we've frozen all the Russian banks, which okay. then the ability to do loans, ability to do business, uh, oil is going to shoot up in price. We Even though we have a ton of oil reserves, uh, I think John Kerry is like our climate change czar, and he doesn't want us to go into any of our oil reserves, which is going to drive the, the price of gas way up um, yeah. the longer this thing goes on and we don't tap into that. Uh, it's going to cause a stock stock market to so fluctuate. So gas was already going up before. Mm -hmm. So this is going to increase it. Is this why it was already going up before? No. Or was it just Biden that was doing <coughs> that? Well, we shut off the – there's several things. Now we're getting into politics. But we shut off the XL pipeline that was like the pipeline that from Canada down to the U.S. that kind of would – there's we shut down gas and oil yeah. and drilling and all that and so well, that i know that everything biden kind of reversed everything trump had in place right. yeah so as far as epa climate stuff yeah um and so yeah so th that stuff was already going up inflation was already causing um groceries to cost more this will this makes the stock market more volatile which from wall street to main street doesn't always necessarily make an impact mm. but whenever you're if your wall street is fluctuating highly that that makes some corporations not want to hire because they don't know what the reality is and you're on a steady growth trajectory and so that makes it very challenging to for to bring more jobs now in a where in a world where we're in the great resignation where nobody wants to work it we're in a weird world where mm -hmm. we have a lot of opportunity but nobody wants to take it right, because right. it's not so everywhere you go is understaffed and yeah. I mean, if you've been disaster. to restaurants lately, it's been brutal. It's, it's a disaster. It's like everywhere. I'd rather just stay home. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's a, we're in an interest. It's man, these are interesting times. I, I mean, the Great Resignation. I never thought we'd be at a place where people are just like, nah, I'm good. I'm not gonna work. Um, it's just strange. So we're just at a different spot. But I think what's gonna force this, or what's gonna happen is, if the the war in the Ukraine goes on, it's actually gonna rally the stock market because it means that Russia just can't just completely topple a democracy and take over. So that's going to bring a more stability to the region as more people unilaterally go against Russia. But at the same time, war is always not good for um, economies unless your economy is built on building weapons. Mm -hmm. There you go. Hmm. So that was probably a lot more than anybody cared to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's fascinating to me anyway I, i'm always this stuff gets me well i'm just hard. thinking of the fa like i'm thinking of kids yeah well the thing that you know the thing about russia but kids is the thing to think about but they also have a state church where you have to be like russian uh whatever the russian orthodox church and whereas ukraine is free uh to worship however you want and so mm -hmm. that becomes a real struggle um for religion and faith because if Russia takes over freedom of speech is pretty much gone and I feel like the freedom of speech freedom of religion whenever that is compromised it makes it bad for the world overall so the longer the Ukraine can hold out it shows that Russia is not gonna have uh, the ability to steamroll Europe and then also thing that does make it get dangerous which makes the economy fluctuate is the threat of nukes so when when russia starts threatening everybody with nuclear power then we're like if if biden doesn't come back and say oh bring in the nukes we'll bring our nukes now, now all of a sudden you have the nuke fight right you have nuke war and that gets a super challenging so how how far will putin go um so that becomes a real question are people able to get out of the country uh, out of the ukraine yeah yes okay. so they're fleeing by the millions to poland yeah. 
uh, to Moldova, to they're trying to get to a NATO country. So the Ukraine is not NATO. Once Russia attacks NATO, it obligates the U.S. to fight Russia. So Russia is not. Wait, what is NATO? North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Okay. So when the North Atlantic that, that was sort of formed to kind of bolster against um, Russia. So the the countries of like Moldova, Ukraine used to be in the Soviet Union. So it was kind of like the the hard block of 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 the Soviet Union split. Okay. It was Soviet Union, NATO, all the NATO countries. Does that make sense? I'm I'm trying to um, <laughs> connect all of them. So it, what it means if is if L- like if history, you, I don't know. No, if Ukraine is taken and then or one of the other non-NATO countries is taken, then it puts Russia right up on the border of NATO, which then we're obligated to go and defend. Mm-hmm. So that makes it a big deal. Right now we're sending money to Ukraine, but we're not sending soldiers. Whenever it comes to a NATO country, we're sending soldiers. We're, it's like World War Three. Does that make sense? Oh, that's kind of terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. This is a, this is kind of a big deal. Do you think there's going to be another draft? Uh, it's potentially. Uh, there's always could be. Okay, so I w- I was asking Ryan like if you get drafted, you like have to go. Right. But like, what if you say no? Go to jail. <laughs> well, that's freaking stupid. Well, hey, that that's part of being in, you know, that's that's why you it's tough. That's why we live in America, which is free, but that freedom comes at a price. Yeah. Someone's got to pay it. <sighs> and the cool thing now is women can be drafted. So there you go. No. <laughs> um, equality no. has come. And so you should. I don't want equality. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is the, that's it. It's a stark thing. So I think we do need to be praying. We need to be lifting up <coughs> selfishly. We need to be lifting up the freedom of Ukraine so that our freedoms aren't hindered, but also just because there's Christians over there mm-hmm. that are, um, being persecuted, mm-hmm. you know, ru- in Russia, your, 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 your faith isn't free. And so they're trying to spread that tyrannical dictatorship of, uh, and so what I talked about the splinter net is happening because Russia and China, uh, China is just watching this whole thing. If it's successful to take the Ukraine, they're going to take Taiwan. Got their big old bowl of popcorn, <laughs> just watching it all happen. <laughs> exactly. So this is it's a deadly time. We need to be in prayer for the people of Ukraine, people of the world, because uh, freedom as we know it and freedom of religion specifically is in the balance. Now that doesn't mean if if we lose all our freedoms that we're like doomed yeah. because we know that our hope is in Jesus, not in any earthly government. Yeah. But it's still something to be concerned yeah. about. Man, I just think of it as a mom. You know, like if I was in that situation and my kid's mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. was in danger. Yeah. Like it's it's one thing if your life is in danger, if your husband's life is in danger, but if your kid's life is in danger, it's like whole nother level of terrifying right and i just look at this a world war three i mean not that we don't well, we obviously don't want war but it just it's a whole nother generation you know we all have children that are going to grow up in this world mm-hmm. yeah yeah and potentially could be going to combat Ugh. so all right any other thoughts jessup no thoughts for me uh, no <laughs> <laughs> all right that wraps it up hey you guys have an awesome week of worship we will see you next